Hey guys, it's Kim here. I just wanted to chime in quickly just to let you know that this was a two-hour Kaizen special episode. So I just cut it down to the very best bits. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food for Thought. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Food for Thought. We are doing a live Kaizen Creative Q&A today. My name is David. My name is Kim. My name is Dom. And we're chilling. We are on Zoom. <laughs> this is so interesting to do it through here. Yeah, it is very interesting. It's uh, it's different. It's it's adapting to the times. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be cool. Um, we're on YouTube as well. Um, so we'll be streaming live from there and answering any questions you might have. I might jump on live on Instagram. So what? other hobbies do you have and how do they influence your work maybe we won't maybe we'll do something different than dance because that's what we all have in common yeah 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 um i think for me i was always into sport um i used to play volleyball i used to do like athletics um like sprinting relays um I got into basketball, pretty much like I was always into just sport in general, like um, it's the concept of it. Um, So I think taking from that, I always saw filmmaking as a sport or like I look at business like a sport Um, because, yeah, you're working as a team. You're all trying to achieve the same goal. Um, There needs to be roles. You need to play your position and for everyone to do that together, like that's how you win. And I think um, taking that concept into filmmaking as well, like, yeah, I think I think it just helps you put things into perspective and you're not just kind of like all over the place, but you understand like the mechanics of teamwork and you understand like how to achieve the goal um, through working as a team. And I think there's no... Um, there's no better way to learn teamwork than playing in the same team as someone, um, you know, in the sporting field. Cause that's, that's when shit goes down. You know what I mean? And that's when you really put under pressure and it's just a game. And I know a lot of people say that it's just a game, but if you're competitive and everyone's competitive about it, is this thing where it becomes more than just a game and it's almost like do or die. Like, you know how people are going to react under pressure and you know how people are going to work under pressure and you know how people are going to communicate, um, and that ultimately, you know, can show you how to achieve success. Cool. Mm. That's a good answer. Dom? Dom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, like my main, like my biggest, like popular passion, like was music before this, um, before film or, or dance. Um, so um, I guess like a lot of that, um, like when it comes to like filmmaking I think the thing that helped me I mean like the way it helped me I guess was for one like musicality and rhythm and stuff and it's like so in terms of like when, when it comes to like rhythm of editing and just like feeling not necessarily like cutting on beat but just kind of the general kind of um, pace and momentum of like how it goes it's like I think just studying music and being into music a lot kind of helps in um, that way Mm. And also because I used to, I used to play piano, 
Um, so I used to study like classical music and stuff and like a lot of that kind of theory um, kind of applies also to yeah, like how you kind of um, tell a story or how you develop like themes and like the whole kind of flow of like emotions and like um, the experience and impact of like, like for example, if you write a song, like, like a piece, like especially in classical music, it's all about, yeah, like ups and downs and like the ebb and flows and stuff like that. And like I can kind of translate a lot of the stuff I learned from there, like in terms of structure towards editing. Um, yeah, and same, almost the same for like when I used to produce beats as well, because it's the same thing where like when you're producing a beat, it's just like um, it can't just be the, it can't just be monotone the whole time, otherwise it's going to be boring. Like mm. even if it sounds fire, but if it goes for like longer than ten seconds, you're already going to start to get like disinterested. So like learning how to play with like yeah dynamics and um, variations and stuff like that to make it more interesting and more exciting. Yeah, that kind of helps translate into like when you're putting together like a film or a video, just like how, yeah, how does the audience like perceive it? Like how they're feeling it and um, yeah. And not just, uh, um, does it look cool? Mm. Yeah. William Murphy just said, good job guys. Hands up. <laughs> Thank, who who said that? Jaden Murphy. Oh, thanks Jaden. <laughs> Shout out to Jaden Murphy. He's a sick dude. I like that guy. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. I think um, finding that um, that link between music and editing. I mean, like editing is pretty close to music. I feel like they could be cousins in how like, um, I mean, you're working with music when you're editing anyway. You're working with sound. So there's that. Um, but I guess it's like being able to transfer those skills in terms of like feeling is, I feel like very important um when you're watching anything because sometimes like um visual language is cool um but having a good this what shout out to trevor ear palette um in terms of sound and how music makes a person feel um i feel like that combined with visuals just takes it to a whole new level in terms of like filmmaking yeah i never understood the importance of sound and audio until started filmmaking you know Mm -hmm. And just understanding how much of a difference it can make in a scene. Yes. Yeah. Most people forget, especially when you first start into like recording like vlogs or videos or whatever you want to do. Like, hey, all right, I got a good camera, but do you have good sound? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean? exactly. Like that's what separates like someone who's just starting out and someone who's like kind of knows what they're doing because um, they must have already gotten into the edit and then realized that their sound is crap because they're so used to Netflix audio quality. You know what I mean? Like you're so used to, mm-hmm. you've been accustomed to watching movies with like an on-point sound and then you switch over to your phone and you've done this vlog and then you're talking into your vlog on your phone and then you're like, what do I sound so different? Like, yeah, there's like levels. To this I show. feel like when I'm shooting now, I'm like, I have um, a song playing in my head or like a kind of, tone in which the video like i envision the video coming out as you know what i mean yeah like with the intention of how you think it's going to look in the edit you think about how's it going to sound you know Mm. yeah it's interesting because i was um i think it was in um spike lee's masterclass where he talks about music and he thinks about the music while he's writing it or like before um versus finishing an edit 
and then going to see the composer. Like he's already working with the composer before because it's that important to already be thinking about sound while you're creating what you're creating versus like filming it, getting it all done and then showing it to the composer after you've already cut it all together. It's like, well, it goes to show how important you see music in the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out Spike Lee. Yeah, <laughs> your. Did you say your? Um, no, my, my my one was like bouncing from heaps of different topics. Um, but one of my main hobbies that I don't know if people usually consider it a hobby, but is um, dieting. Um, thinking about what I put into my body, um, and the reason why it influences my work is because of the way. The reason why I do it is so that I can put my body in um, the best state it can possibly be. So um, mental clarity is really important for me um, just because it takes a lot of mental power to be able to do what we do, um, to run a business and to create and stuff like that. Um, Me personally, I need to um, make sure that I'm taking care of my body here and there, which, which is a balance because I'm not um always strictly dieting like i am right now but when i do it um allows me to um be productive and also i find it to be somewhat of like a self-induced hardship in the way that i challenge myself like um to fast and then it allows me to be like okay um if i can get through this there's a lot more that i can get through um in different situations and yeah that's my pretty much take on dieting and i just like learning about it mm. yeah essentially yeah. i guess it's kind of like training your mind it's like mm. it's like working out but for your brain like um yeah. in a way where you build mental toughness and the mental discipline to um, apply that to other areas in your life as well yeah definitely that's cool nice what do you think um, has been the biggest lesson that you've learned from um, from dieting and from you know fasting? Like, what do you think is the biggest key lesson that you've taken over to filmmaking or business? Um, I think the biggest thing is in terms of dieting um, and translating that to filmmaking. Uh, the biggest lesson is that everybody has a different body. Mm. So everybody, like what might work for me won't work for everyone. And that works with filmmaking as well. Um, We all um, are experts in different fields. So it's like that analogy. You can't um, determine the uh, intelligence of a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Mm. So, which is... Albert Einstein. Um, and I think, yeah, we just need to understand what we are capable of and what we're good at, um, play to our strengths and learn to um, bounce off of each other. If we are, um, lucky enough to be in a team like I am, um, and just, yeah, um, communicate that and just understand how to grow in that way. That's dope. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite TV series of all time, guys? I know what Dom's is. What? 
Is it Game of Thrones? No. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know then. <laughs> what is mine? My favorite TV series of all time is Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Because of the way they paced out the episodes, because season one was hella slow, and I was like, man, all right, people are saying it's good, but I have to get through this. And then the way they paced it out and then how they just let everything build up and how much I fell in love with characters that I didn't even care about at the very start. Like, it's just incredible. And just the way that um, the story twisted and turned, I think, yeah, um, Breaking Bad is definitely a must watch. Definitely. Yeah. El Camino was sick too. Mm. Mm. What is your favorite, Dom? No, I get this. Huh? I'm always getting handful too, so I was like, what, what about you? Oh, mine's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, that's probably why it was the first thing that came to my head. Mine is um, definitely Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's such a, like, it still stands up as, like, it's such a good, well-written, well-animated, well-acted, like, movie. like even though, like, um, series, even though it's just, like, a, even though it's supposed to be a kid's show, it's just, like, all the characters are, like, written really well. Um, and it's just, like, yeah, it's just on point. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Hey guys, we have our first question from Leslie Likes Cupcakes. How do you guys decipher what type of video do you post next? How do you guys decipher Ooh. what type of video to post next? Um, honestly, <laughs> it's there's a lot of things um, that come into the equation, I think, that we kind of subconsciously think about. Um, Kylie helps out a lot in terms of what we actually post. Um, shout outs to Kylie. Um, but yeah, often we'll sit down and um, take a look at where we're at, um, have a look at our insights and see what is doing well, what people engage with, uh, what people um, you know like, uh, views, and we kind of take that into account as well and like what's doing well. But uh, at the end of the day, like, it's just our most recent project, really. Uh, we try and keep it as fresh as possible. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like in terms of what we post next, it's usually um, our most recent uh, video. Um, at Flying Art Films, we're just banging out videos left, right and center. Um, so I think at the end of the day, yeah, we just we want to keep people up to date and keep it in time as much as possible in terms of what we're creating, what we're working on. So then our vlogs kind of like correlate with that as well. So you can see the behind the scenes and then you can see um, the final product too. Do you also ask what is your advice on choosing a pro- program to edit with? Dom? Um, so advice on choosing a program to edit with. I think it's like, it's really just kind of what is available to you um, and just going for it. I think like, because there's always, there's always going to be a debate over, you know, is Premiere better or Final Cut or Avid or whatever. And I think it, it, it pretty much just comes down to preference and, like, um, like for, for example, like the three of us, we all use Premiere Flying Art because that's just, that's just what, we, what we have and it's easier. We all use the same program and stuff. But um, I went with Final Cut Pro as well, but it's like I don't really have an opinion on if it's better or not, it's just literally I'm used to Premiere, so 
I'm going to keep learning it. So it's like, okay, I guess it's just a case of choosing a program. Okay, so I'll listen. So either Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro. And then picking one of those two and then just like, I guess, dedicating time to learning it and um, becoming um, more, yeah, more comfortable with it. Because people will have preference. If you like Google online, like people will have preferences either way. Like it's like a Mac versus PC thing. Kind of, you know, so um, yeah. Shout um, out Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it also depends on like, um where you're starting as well i think um like if you are going from zero and having no editing experience at all like i started on imovie and i feel like that was a good place to start because it's easy to use it makes sense um and yeah it's just like i feel like when you first start mostly you're just kind of chopping and putting it together and then just adding music into it um, and then you have like a few little transitions that you can do too um, which I feel like is a good like starting place and then once you kind of understand that then when you jump onto like Premiere or Final Cut or whatever um, you're just looking for the same tools but then you realize those same tools you can do more with you can you can be more precise with what you're doing um, I guess it's just like like music. Um, when you first start like a music program, you might use like GarageBand to start off with or something like that and then just like leveling up because you want to do more and you need more tools. Um, yeah, jumping onto Premiere. I like Premiere, honestly. I feel like it's pretty pretty easy to use. Speaking of like being apart and alone with like, you know, in spaces, Gareth McGilvery, yeah. I, I might have watched oh, that name. How, he asked, how are you guys finding the creative process whilst you are all apart? And kind of going on the longer that. Mm. Tinks? That's a good question. Um, I think how we're adapting with um, the creative process while we're apart, I guess, is... Um, we're having regular meetings um, and I think checking in on each other is very important in this time. Um, and I think time is the key word in this um, situation. We have so much more time to be able to put more respect into our work. Um, and we are using the time to upscale, upskill the team as well. Um, in terms of working together, I feel like there is definitely a challenge when it comes to productivity, when you're in a studio and you're side by side and getting feedback. But I think the way to counteract that is to um, respect the dedicated hours that we have um, for our work and to be on point and responsive to each other when we need that. Um, I think that's the best way to work around these times and the distance. Mm, yeah i agree for sure i think when you go out and you start your own business you already understand the concept of time very well like you realize that you're on your own time and at the end of the day like you get what um you get out what you put in um so i think for a lot of people who aren't working anymore and who are so accustomed to being on other people's time and that kind of stuff like they don't realize that um at the end of the day you're just being given a schedule and so now it's time to kind of give that schedule to yourself and put in the work for yourself and if you want to create especially as a creative sometimes you know you don't have that motivation or that inspiration like you just gotta you just gotta do it and you just gotta um keep in contact you gotta communicate um 
and just and just go for it. I think we'll we're talking about this like action is action over motivation. Like action might spark motivation, um, but in terms of creating, um, I also feel like now is the perfect time for us to learn and upskill, which is what we've been trying to do, and we've been catching up uh, weekly to just kind of we do this thing where. We catch up uh, on the Monday and we talk to each other about what we've learned um, during the week. So we'll actually, it's like going back to uni and we're taking notes and that kind of thing. And then, um, yeah, we might be like, hey, like I checked out um, Scorsese's masterclass uh, during the week. And this is what I learned about filmmaking. Um, it kind of went into film history and that kind of thing and shared it. So the others get to learn uh, vicariously as well. And then, for example, Kylie will be like talking about food photography and what she learned there. And so we're, I guess we're just keeping those creative juices flowing, but taking the time to really learn now because um, I think sometimes when you're just too busy creating, um, it's cool. Like it's a different kind of learning. Like you're learning on the spot, which is practical learning, which is good. Uh, but sometimes you got to do the theory. Um, and I feel like now is the perfect time to do that. And not a lot of people are willing to do the theory, I think, anyway. Um, but those that do, I guess that's what separates um, the knowledge. I guess knowing uh, what you're saying no to as well, if you're saying no to theory, is important. Oh, there was one question that we um, I wanted to ask. What do you feel is an essential... Um, tool or piece of gear that you would say um, to get first for filmmaking? What do you need to start? I feel like this should have been at the start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and think abstract about this one. Yeah. I think what you need to start is to have an idea. You first need to know yeah, we spoke about this, but I guess like knowing what you want to film, knowing why you want to film it um, and really taking your time to like get that idea as clear as possible before you even start filming. Like mm -hmm. what is it I'm trying to create? Um, how do I create this? What are the steps that I need to do to create it? Um, do I need a crew? Do I need to contact people? Um, what research do I need to do before I create this? Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to brush up on? What do I need to learn? Um, inspiration, like who's already done it? Maybe someone's already done this before and they've done it a million times. Like I can check that out. Um, but yeah, until you have like a solid idea, I feel like that's the key thing. Uh, if you want it to be awesome and the best possible product i guess it starts off with the idea and understanding how you're going to do it and obviously you got to do it but it's just yeah really taking your time and being patient with what you want to create first um and not just the first thing that pops into your head because it can get better you can refine it yeah um on and building on top of that as well um when i think about ideas it's like is this a timeless product as well mm and something that would stand the test of time. And um, for example, like Humans of New York as a product, it's people that he meets in New York. You know, he constantly has a source um, of content because 
there's all these different people constantly moving around that city and it's telling their stories and there's so many unique different stories that haven't been told. Um, another example would be, for example, um, Unbox Therapy on YouTube. It's a tech review um, and that as an idea, technology is always changing and evolving. New products are always coming out. So content will always be able to be made from it. So I guess if you have an idea, just think about how you can draw out the content and what else you can do with it. Yeah. Nice. Kind cool. of evolved this question yeah. to an ideas question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you reckon, Dom? Any maybe drawing it back? Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's if we're talking about like literally gear, like if someone wants to start, um, and they they literally like, okay, what do I spend my money on to start? What 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 do I invest in? I would actually say the first thing is, and like you can, I might be biased by this, but get a computer. <laughs> and if you already have a computer, get editing software. Because you can film anything just like on your phone. Um, just go out, shoot what it, like shoot what you need to shoot. Um, you don't need you don't you don't need like a massive like camera like to start. Like you just need like what the other guy said an idea, and just like shoot it with your camera um, with your phone first, or like anything that you can get your hands on. Because you can always borrow cameras. You can always ask your mate for a camera yeah. and be like, "Yo, you know, can I yeah. use your DSLR then, for a bit?" Because they're probably not using it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, just like, just make stuff first and then, um, you'll, and then just kind of start from the ground up and then maybe like, once you've kind of like used all the limitations of your phone camera, you're like, oh, I, wish, like, I really wish I could like make, you know, like, change the exposure on it or whatever. Or I wish I could like, my camera could see, see further or have nicer focus. Cause, um, and then that's when you can start looking at what you need because you already have an idea of the base instead of just trying to buy the most expensive camera they can and then not even knowing what what it does um so yeah so i'd say you know just like buy you know invest in some like if, or even just using imovie to start like just bring it back to when we started but um um when we started this uh q a like just starting with that and then you kind of find organically what you need to improve like after a while maybe like imovie is getting pretty pretty like pretty crap because i can't do what I want it to do because you, and then that's when you start, you level up and you maybe invest in some editing software and vice versa with like um, gear as well. Or maybe you're like, well, now my, um, now my videos are starting to look good, but they sound pretty crap. So I'm going to invest in a audio recorder or a mic or something. You know? So um, yeah. Nice. Maybe On that as well. Um, I think what helps is like, talking to someone about it too or um, reaching out to someone and like starting like a, I guess like a uh, like you don't have to do it by yourself I feel like it's easy to get unmotivated like you know you go out most people I feel like they go out they buy a camera I'm gonna start vlogging I'm, it's gonna be awesome uh, or they go buy a laptop and they're like oh, I'm gonna start editing it's gonna be sick uh, but then they lose motivation after like a week and then they just kind of let the camera collect dust I think um in terms of longevity, it's nice to work with other people. Um, it's nice to um, learn together and that way you learn twice as quick uh, because you can bounce ideas off each other. You can be like, hey, I just checked this out and then you can kind of keep each other in check in terms of creating 
Um, yeah. So, so get a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, also adding to that as well, because um, talking about the quality of cameras, when I first started vlogging, I started vlogging with a GoPro and the audio was so terrible. Um, and every time I watch videos and stuff like that, I cringe at the how bad the audio was uh, because I didn't have a microphone and I had the camera in a waterproof case. So you can't, you can barely hear anything. And um, I just look back and I'm just like, I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad that I still kept creating even though I didn't have the best camera. Um, and I just did it for fun, you know, and I just tried to learn as I went like, I think at the very start, like it's okay to not worry about the quality because it's not going to be perfect anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool to create something really bad at the start and then like improve yourself and then look back and be like, okay, that's where I started. And, you know, it serves as a um, point of reference to inspire other people as well when they see, oh, um, how much improvement you actually went through. Mm. Yeah, don't yeah. be afraid to start small. Mm -hmm. yeah, I always say this, but like no one expects a masterpiece on your first try. Yeah. Um, like no yeah. one. So um, yeah, just like just being um, being unafraid to just make stuff. Yeah. Make stuff. Nice. Cool. All right. I think that's pretty good. We went for uh, a good... Uh, Nearly two hours. <laughs> almost two hours, so... Yeah, there was a lot there, um, but um, yeah, it was really nice to, I guess, just uh, kick back, ask some questions and just really explore filmmaking again and just kind of have a look at how far we've come and what we've learned along the way. And I hope that you guys that are watching now um, got something from this. Uh, feel free to ask us any questions if you want to learn more, if there's anything that you were afraid to ask or if you just it just pops up in the shower like after this when you're thinking about it. Um, that, that came out wrong. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, we get you, we get you. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, where can you know, they ask questions? What social media platforms? Uh, just Instagram is fine. Like just DM, just DM us on Instagram. Um, also, if you got feedback for us, like feel free to shoot us some feedback on what you'd like to see because this is our first time doing this. This is us just like trying out this whole online situation. I feel like um, we might be here for a minute. So uh, we want to do the best that we can in terms of still providing Kaizen and still providing a way that we can help uh, other creatives stay creative um, and just, yeah, keep that conversation going. Cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that's it for today, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for spending your time with us and... Uh, we will be back soon. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Darius. <laughs> Thanks, Darius. <laughs>